The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We have a hell of a show for you today. We told you before we were going to talk to you about what it really takes to make it in Hollywood. People that have slept their way to the top, people kicked in that door and people that have made their way up. My co-host for today is Dev Ross. Dev was the first female staff writer at Hollywood, at Disney, not in Hollywood, at Disney. She made over a billion dollars with a little porpoise thing for Universal on the Land Before Time series. She's created Darkwing, worked on Darkwing Duck, Tailspin. She has created so many iconic characters. It is absolutely ridiculous. She is going to be my co-host for today, Dev Ross. You guys have heard me called the Duchess of Hollywood, the baddest bitch in Hollywood, the Wicked, West, Wicked Witch of the West Coast. I did not start with that identity, and Dev did not start with the identity of being the first staff writer at Disney. Dev, I'd like to welcome you to the show, and let's talk a little bit about what it takes to make it in Hollywood. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a good intro. I mean, you've got some impressive credentials, and let's face it, half the people in the world are terrified of me, but we, we didn't start there. No, nobody started there. I didn't start as a Hollywood bad guy, and you mm-hmm. didn't start as the first female staff writer at Disney. No, I didn't didn't we know no, it starts no i didn't i think i think uh, you know i think that if anyone is out there listening who is really interested in getting into quote hollywood today hollywood is expanding uh you know you can be in texas and make it in hollywood you can be in chicago and make it in hollywood you can be in new mexico and make it in hollywood it's really it, it's really exciting the old days of young women especially getting on buses, Greyhound buses, and heading out to L.A., you know, that still is happening, but the opportunity to do your own thing, to do films in, in Alabama, in, uh, in Georgia, in New Mexico, all of these things are, are expanding. I'm actually casting for a film, an Italian film, that's going to be shooting in Nevada, and we're going to be using a lot of actors from Nevada. So it's as films break out and as there's tax incentives in different states and, sh- and filming is happening now all over, you know, the opportunities for people to get into the business now are greater than they've ever been before. And I, I got to say, I'm jealous. 
I want to be young all over again. <laughs> want to start all over. See, you couldn't pay me to go back to the beginning. Like I said, my <laughs> name, my, my, they now may call me the Wicked Witch of the West Coast, but when I started out, my name was, hey, girl, go get me coffee. So yeah, I, I like it a little better where little better where I am now. I figured yeah, the, yeah. But I, I think that I think I think that young women especially will still will still come up against that. But I have a lot of I know a lot of young women now who are working in production, and those stories are fewer and far between because they're they're actually working for other women. Uh, though we still don't have enough women directors out there, but um, no, we don't have enough women. I think period. it's changing. You know, I think it's changing it's, for it is the good. But I got to say, many, many ways. It, was, it was still the boys that let me in. I still have a soft spot for my Hollywood boys. Um, the yes. first person I wanted to have on the show was the producer of this radio show and my assistant, who I keep trying to get to move on from being my assistant, Alexis Romero. Now, I got to warn you guys, she has me tell everyone this. She has absolutely paralyzing stage fright. <laughs> so, Alexis, welcome to the show. How's your stage fright? Uh, it is still there. Good, good. <laughs> okay, um, Alexa, dip, dip in, girl, dip in. So we're, we're talking talk. a little bit. We're talking about what it takes to make it in Hollywood. You produce this show. You've yes. produced uh, a couple of different things now. You work with me, and you've you worked with Dave. Your very first pilot. Tell, mm-hmm. And I was um, there. I did it. Um, Lex, how did you get in? How did you get into this this mess that we call Hollywood? By telling you that I was taking the job. Okay, that's true. Alexis, <laughs> Alexis did. She walked in and said, "You're going to give me this job. Let me tell you why." When I was hiring for an assistant, Lex, what what made you want to be in Hollywood, and what what got you there? Why are you assisting? Why are you doing what you're doing now? I'm doing. I'm assisting you currently because, quite frankly, it's easier to springboard off of your career than it is to start from absolutely nothing and trying to make it myself. That's that's a very fair statement. I actually um, took a springboard off my old boss at Paramount. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's true in any profession. My my daughter just came back uh, to Phoenix and got in contact after floating around in Denver for a while and really struggling to make good career contact. She came back to Phoenix, got in touch with uh, professors that she had studied with, and all of a sudden she's lined up some really great opportunities. So no matter whether you're in acting or anything, those people you align yourself and your mentors are very, very important. So smart move, Alexis. That's true. Is that why I can't get you to leave? I keep trying to get you to, like, move on. Go, take the next step. Of course, that's why. <laughs> well, that, that makes a little more sense now. I get, so, but, why... Alexis, what, let me ask you a question. Um, here, Alexis, because I've known you for a really long time now, I never really knew why all of a sudden, at such a young age, you would want to step into production, step into assisting. What, what was it, you know, most... And you're beautiful. I mean, I know folks because I've seen her. She's gorgeous. And... Uh, and she's bilingual, a, a beautiful lady like that would often want to step in front of the camera. Why did you want to be in behind the camera? Well, first of all, my stage fright is absolutely horrendous. Um, but other than that, I've never really had a desire to be in front of the camera. I've always wanted to be behind, and I saw how Summer was when she was producing, and just 
I feel that it is a stronger role than to be in front of a camera, mm-hmm. to be behind, because it takes a lot more work. It takes, in my opinion, it takes a lot more work, a lot more effort. It takes a stronger personality. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, that's something that I am more... More with, something how would I more say it? This is something that I am absolutely in, in love with. I like mm-hmm. that strong being in control of the situation. And mm-hmm. yes, it is hell when things are going wrong on set. But at the end of the day, getting to step back and look at everything that you've helped to put together, that is something that is incomparable. Mm-hmm. That's very, very good. So, Lex, I've got to say, you produce this radio show. Not a lot of people know that. Um, and one thing I stress to people is relationships make a big difference. Alexis produces this radio show. She gets the sponsors on, and I look like NASCAR. I've got patches all over from every sponsor you know, that's, that, that owns my tail from here to Chicago. But um, she gets on, and she sets up the show. She produces this radio show. She does this, um, and she doesn't pay me for it. And that comes from having a relationship with people. The relationships you build, you'll find people are more willing to step in, especially in the beginning of your career. I what think, do you th- I think also I've built so many relationships over the years, specifically by going to different events with Summer and meeting people through not only the events, but different parties and down to going over to somebody's house for dinner and meeting people that you didn't think you would have ever met. One thing I tell people, and I told Alexis this, is it's very, very easy to get lost in Hollywood. Um, I have taken, you know, Alexis and I had dinner in Los Angeles with a studio head and a very well-known actor a couple of months ago. We've had, um, you know, we're sitting on a rooftop in Los Angeles and it's very easy to get lost in the glitz and the glamour. When you're doing red carpets, when you're doing these events, it's very, very easy to get lost in them. But what a lot of people don't see is the work that it takes you to get there. Alexis, honey, thank you very much for being on. I'll let you go because I know you have to actually go produce this show and get thank everything you for having up. Me on and thank you, Ms. Dev, for being on. Yeah, Lex, mm-hmm. thank you for being on your show. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, and that's something I find, Dev, is people get caught up in the glitz and glamour and don't realize that the first steps in Hollywood are never pleasant. Um, Alexis is right. She has, since at least since she's been with me now, I take her to events and things. But when she first started, I didn't. There was no, there, there wasn't the glitz and glamour. There wasn't the rooftop dinners. There was carrying water. The, the expression is there's shoveling shit. Mm-hmm. When you first get in Hollywood, now I've got. To, I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you. I'll share my own experiences. But how did you get in? Like, what was your? What made you get into this? Well, I knew that I wanted to be in the entertainment profession since I was five years old. I mean, I did a play. Everyone laughed. I was hooked like a junkie. I was hooked on that laughter. And I started off as an actress. The first thing I did was I was a mime at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> That was my first, quote, gig, you know, professional gig um, performing. And uh, the Renaissance Fair, if anybody has been, I mean, it's just a blast. But try being a performer. It, it's not easy. And uh, after the first day, I went, okay, being a mime sucks. 
<laughs> it so, does. You know, now, now what else? And um, I threw myself, of course, into the study of acting. I went to college. I, I studied at a, in, in a very good university, UCLA theater department. Um, and even there, though, uh, it was very much based, especially when I was going to school, on who... In, in casting there, it was very much based on who they thought, many of the professors thought, would make it in Hollywood, and they would push those aga- those ahead, and the rest, well, we had to fend for ourselves. And I, I was I not one see. of the de- ones deemed that was pretty enough or talented enough or whatever enough to make it in Hollywood, so I was pushed to the side, so what I did is... I did something that ended up shaping the rest of my life is that I started creating with others who were in my ilk my own thing. So while UCLA was doing main stage productions, I was putting together experimental theater productions and started a little theater company with a group of people and we performed on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, guys, right next we to the have, Deb, I'm having trouble hearing you. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be back in just a moment. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Most successful people have a strategy for their personal and professional advancement. They understand the value of learning from other people who know how to reach their goals and enjoy their lives. You can live life on your terms at home, work, play, and in the community. Join Lori and industry leaders as they share practical insights with you. Only on In It Together with Lori Lynn Green. Mondays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with the amazing Dev Ross talking about what it takes to make it in Hollywood and how we all got our break. Dev, you were talking about teachers in school not really giving people a chance. I know that still happens more than I think people would like to admit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I've, I've left the college scene you know, way behind. Uh, but, you know, back then I was not pleased. 
um, when I look back in retrospect, it was probably the best primer that I could have because I did things on my own. I started, like I said, I created uh, a theater uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard right next to the strip clubs, <laughs> you know, and did theater with some other, some, some of my, my fellow students. And those are the very people who started rising up in the business. They became directors. They became, some of them became famous actors. Some of them became writers, producers. And you keep in, t- and those are the people that I kept in touch with. And we moved on and we, I'm still this day working with a great deal of those people. And so I think, I think it's about survival. If, if something happens to you and that causes you to say, I can't do this anymore, then good, get out. When I was overlooked at, at UCLA, I dug in and did my own thing. And by doing my own thing, I created my own way. And that would be the best thing I could say to anybody is, is sure, you might want to try it the regular way where, you know, you get mentors or people who see you in a play and then they put you in a movie or whatever. Uh, and or you can create your own thing, and by creating your own thing, you can begin to create notoriety and longevity. I've been in the business now over 40 years, and I'm still I'm still kicking. See, and that's a brilliant thing. Speaking of creating our own way, our guest today is Sonia Harley. Sonia, we've got, uh, we've got, we're going to talk to her today. Sonia, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm I'm excited to be a part of it. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Nice to hear your voice. (laughs) We're talking (laughs) about what it takes to make it in Hollywood, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dev was sharing her experiences on getting in. I'm going to ask you to share yours. Um, I've got, interestingly enough, we've talked about, and we'll include you in this conversation, we spoke last week about girls that have slept their way to the top. And I got some <laughs> quotes. I have. I actually have quotes from like Pamela Anderson and some very well-known people that I got in contact with. I also have quotes from lesser-known actresses, still relatively well-known actually, who didn't want me to use their names, who have, who have yeah. slept their way to the top. So we, we're going to talk about that a little later in the show because I like to be a little saucy. But Sonia, okay, honey, right tell us about you. I, we just worked with you on a pilot. And I know yeah. you opened for Motorhead recently. Yes, I did. Um, and I'm, I'm actually, very you know, sorry your <laughs> mentor just died, I believe. Yes, he did, actually. Yeah, let me, he did. He just passed away. And, you know, obviously, you know, they needed him in heaven a lot more than we needed him here on earth because he fulfilled his duty, you know, to be special, to be something that people will talk about forever. And that's you know, being a legend. And I think, you know, legends recognize legends and they recognize um, the quality in someone else that they see the same thing in them that they have in themselves. And I believe that um, Lemmy, like, went out of his way to make sure that I was a part of, you know, this uh, this fabric of music, which is, it's rock with, you know, a little metal, a little punk, you know, having fun. And so it's, it's a... Um, Definitely, they say it's a dying genre, but I really don't think so. I think that it's about the music that you put out for the world, you know. And everyone, I think when you're talented or you have something, you're you're born with a quest and you feel it in you. Every day that you wake up, every night that you go to sleep, you have this thing like driving at you to become the best at whatever it is, 
whatever talent or whatever that, you know, that God put in you. And so music for me is the thing that drives me. And Summer, as you know, like I am doing some hosting and doing my music. And a lot of times I'm really laxed on it and not really say like too much about it because I'm all about really just trying to dive in and just make it happen, you know, and follow follow the arrows that lead you to where people can see see that thing in you, you know? And so I was invited after singing around L.A. to the UDR showcase, which was uh, the European showcase that, that Motorhead Records is on. And I went and did the showcase at the Whiskey and um, Lemmy Kane. Especially, I was told by Todd Singerman that, you know, he came for you, came for you. I'm like, wow, right on. So there are a lot of other bands and stuff there. And he came, I guess, to see what I brought to the table. And they felt that it was definitely... Um, you know, worthwhile to put me on the motorboat tour, which was the second tour. It was uh, Motorhead's 40th anniversary and um, the Motorhead second year tour that they did. So this was with Anthrax, Slayer, Suicidal Tendencies. Um, it was just, I mean, it was super amazing. Crowbot. There's like so many different acts that were on that boat until it was crazy. We're in water. Oh my gosh, in summer. Okay, so here's the funny thing. Hurricane Joaquin was literally right behind us. Like we oh, felt <laughs> part of it when my yeah when my band was performing. My uh, my bass player Robert Cruz almost stumbled and fell as we were playing. You know because of the 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 ship moving around. I didn't know. I thought I knew what it was, but I wasn't sure. And I'm so freaking glad that I didn't because I would have probably freaked out. You know, I didn't take sitting there going, "I'm going to get attacked by a storm." Yeah, honestly, and then we, we um, I got all these, like, flooded emails and stuff once we got off the boat, because, you know, when you're on the boat, it's, like, hard for people to get a hold of you and stuff you, like yeah. that, unless you're going to play, you're going to pay, like, so much to talk to someone for, like, two minutes, like, ridiculous, but, um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about myself, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in church, I'm a very God-fearing girl, I love music, and I think that it's the one thing that makes the world go around. And it's the thing that speaks to any genre, any people, any um, any place in the universe where you are on this earth. Music is a frequency. It moves you. It moves your spirit. And if I'm a part of helping mankind become better or feel good, then, you know, I'm super glad to be a part of that. And, of course, you know, That's doing the other things that I do, too. So I have a lot. I have, like, a jewelry line coming out. Oh, we're going to talk about that and, jewelry line and clothing yeah. line for sure. Um, but yeah, I want to ask yeah, you, so that's pretty much what, me. <laughs> what, how did you, where was your break? What got you in the industry? Well, I, um, growing up, you know, like in church and doing music and stuff. So there's a lot of like soul and gospel and all that, um, with me. And every time I'd go and work with different producers, I would share with them that I want to do rock, you know? really? Okay, man. Okay. Okay. Well, Hey, but we just want you to do this for now. Just, can you just do this real quick? And so I'm doing like a lot of R and B and stuff, which is fine. It's, it's fun. I don't have a problem with any of it because my greatest, um, people that I admire, you know, um, Shaka Khan, Tina Turner, um, Aretha Franklin. Oh my gosh. Whitney Houston, like all these people that are super, super amazing. But then, you know, there's also like the other ones that I totally dig, too, you know what I mean? So it's like, so I try to bring it all together and bridge that gap for what makes me who I am. So I just decided to make a hard step for myself and say, I'm going to do the music that's been driving me. 
And that's what I did. So I just started doing shows and hooked up with some friends um, that I met out and about. And we started doing different things, you know, at the Whiskey, the um, the Roxy, um, the Rainbow. And then I was, uh, someone saw me at the Rainbow and brought someone else to see me, which was Todd Singerman. And then the next thing I know, um, I was talking with them and my mom is my manager. So we were, you know, going back and forth talking with them. And the next thing I know is that the UDR showcase at the Whiskey and then on motorboat and it didn't happen overnight at all but it feels like what was your it, first it step happen. what was the, what was the first step what was your very first step my very first step is mm-hmm. is to decide to do what what i was driven to do to just to decide to do what was in my heart that was the first step which can be big for some people if you know that there's a particular type of music that this is what's happening and this is where you're going to get seen, you know? And I was offered things from other people, but it just would, I didn't want to be on stage touring around doing music that I, I didn't feel. So I did tour Europe with social distortion. I went on tour um, and that was like a six week or seven week tour. And I think during that tour and watching Mike Ness, you know, the way that he would go about how he would, um, what songs he was going to do, he would fill the audience. He'd fill the space and be like, no, let's change that. Let's change this. So it was like a learning experience for me as well as a, a gig, you know, and just being yeah. there, rock and ring in Germany, doing Germany, Switzerland, Finland, Austria, and just performing for like almost 100,000 people, like really crazy, you know, and I'm like, wow, okay, you know, and it doesn't matter whether there's one or 101 or 100,001, as long as you're doing the music that you love, it was that tour that made me realize that I had to, like, say no to a whole lot of things and just focus on that one thing so I could see some edgeway, like, with that, you know, see myself start to get taken seriously by by these people that I'm around. Because a lot of times people, oh, I'm going to tell you this and tell you that, you know? Because Lenny was like, you know, it's like this. People you know, they, they don't, they want to be told, they want to be told what to do sometimes. Like they don't really want to go for it. Like they want you to tell them what they want. And I learned that if you don't know who you are, they will tell you who they want you to be. And so I couldn't do that. I said, I told my mom, I said, I have to take a, um, a, a stand, you know, and just go after this because it's rock and it's, you know, metal and punk and I'm, I'm an African American girl. And so, you know, I was the first, um, black female to ever play the motorboat, you know, with front person with the band making history on that. And, um, the first black female to be featured in Rockwell Unseen magazine as vocalist of the year for 2015 and for this year, 2016. So, you know, there's a lot of like groundbreaking things that are going on. I didn't set out to do them. I only set out to do what I what felt you love to was do. driving. Yeah. What I love to do. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, and That's I'm happy amazing. with all of my choices. <laughs> Yeah. And I like that. So when we come back after the break, we are going to talk a little more with Sonia. We're going to talk with Dev. We're going to talk about what it takes to make it in Hollywood. Now you all know a bit about Dev. You know a bit about Sonia. You know a whole lot about me because I've been on air for quite a while. And we, will decide, and, and we will discuss the ins and outs of Hollywood. We'll share some cautionary tales. We'll share our successes and failures. And we will tell you how to get your break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with Sonia Harley and Deb Ross. We are talking about what it takes to make it in Hollywood. I love Sonia. She's always a ball of fire here. We're sharing stories about what it took, how we got there, and what we do. We've talked a little bit about Sonia, how she, what she's been doing lately. We've talked to Deb, talked about how she got started in the business and what she's been doing lately. I'm going to tell you all the story real quick about how I got in the business. I started as a model. I was actually a very successful model. I was trying to break into acting. And porn star Ron Jeremy, I love you, Ron, when I tell this story, uh, walked over to me when I got invited to a party with a bunch of WWE wrestlers by a group of actresses I was working with. Ron grabbed a hold of me and took one look at me and said, sit down. I sat down, I looked at him, he said, you're obviously foreign, obviously a virgin and obviously have no idea what you're doing. I said, okay, I'm listening. And he suggested that I spend more time with the producers and directors and get my butt out from behind, from in front of the camera. He said, you can do more behind than in front. You're a smart girl. Go do that. And stop hanging out with these uh, B-grade horror actresses. They're at the end of their career. So I did exactly what he said. And the next day I um, became an assistant to the president of Paramount. I would not have switched career paths if not for Ron Jeremy. We all have the defining moment that sends us in one direction or another. We all make choices. I know girls that have slept their way to the top. We all do. We know girls that haven't. So we're going to share some cautionary tales with you. We're going to give you some dirty secrets on people in Hollywood. And we are going to tell you a little bit about how to kick that door open. So to start with, I'm going to tell a cautionary tale. And I had this experience with Sonia. Sonia, do you mind me sharing on, on air uh, the Pussycat Doll experience? No, I don't. Go ahead. Okay. Um, some years back when I met Sonia, 
she was getting into I, I don't think you were very heavy into the rock thing at that point, were you? No, yeah, off and on, yeah. I just didn't talk about it very much because I was getting a lot of, yeah. like, you know, opposition and stuff, yeah. And we talked a little bit about her liking that sort of thing, and I made a suggestion. It was with the uh, Pussycat Dolls and Suicide Girls. Now, they have the same manager, and if you look at Sonia, she is an absolute knockout, and I wanted her to get her with the Suicide Girls because I know the gent that runs the Pussycat Dolls and the Suicide Girls. Um, I thought she'd be perfect for the Suicide Girls. And I tried to give that information to Sonia, but it was actually met with a lot of opposition. And I got my feelings very hurt because, because Sonia didn't take this, this opportunity I was trying to give her. And we, we discovered recently it was actually there was, there was an intervention by a third party. So she didn't get the information. She didn't get the contact. And luckily, she's gone off in this other direction and done very, very well. But the person that intervened was actually trying to make money off Sonia's back. Is that, is that a good way yeah. of putting it? They basically had said that um, they wanted me to sign a contract with them. They had opportunities for me. It was a really big one through, you know, the guy from uh, the Pussycat Dolls with the Suicide Girls. And they're just like, you know, and they really want, want you and everything. But before that happens, you know, I need you to sign this contract with us. You know, and I was like, well, I'm not going to sign a contract with, with anyone, like, right now, you know? And so and so then I guess the, the op- well, then you can't have the opportunity then unless you sign something with me. And so that was the end of that. And I didn't even know, had no clue that it was um, through Summer or that, you know, because otherwise we could have just dealt directly, you know, I would have dealt directly with her, and I'm sure that, everything probably would have panned out and went a different direction. But there's people that block because they want to have a portion. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that if you go about it the right way. But when you go about it like an undermined way, then no one wins. No one at all and that's, wins. And that's, and that's a big deal. I was told Sonia was under contract. And I'm, you know, I, I'm very, very, I follow the old, the old Hollywood ways because I work studio, because I work with the old boys. I do everything by the book. So I went with who I thought was her representative, who was her representation and tried to get the information to her through him. So that is a cautionary tale. Always check both ends because no matter how long you've been doing it, there's always somebody that's trying to make a buck off your back. So be very, very careful about that. I have now, to, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna interject real fast. I um, I have an agent. I worked through an agent. She's a very reputable agent, and I am thrilled to have her. But while I had this agent, I had gotten another job through somebody else who had made a recommendation, and that somebody else let's just let her call. Let's just call her uh, well, this lady. This lady ends up <laughs> found out was making ten percent for one year off of jobs that I did, and I didn't even know it because she had made a circuitous, circuitous deal with some of the people that I was working with and just told them that she was my representative. I had no idea, that, and they were sending wow. her 10% of my income for one year. Yeah. Oh, so that's... This, you know, these, these kinds of people, like what happened with Sonia, these kinds of people, I, you know, they're just leeches. And, um, you know, I wasn't able to really do anything about it um, because it was my word against hers. I just 
you know, in court, it would have just been my, she would have said, well, no, I didn't. But the fact of the matter is I, I happened to, to know a lot of the, speak to a lot of the people who happened to, who told me, well, we were sending, we, you know, I could, I'd say, well, what, what happened to this 10%? Oh, it went to your agent. And then I'd find my agent would go, no. And so it was going to this phantom agent. So this kind of stuff happens all the time. That's why we have to keep our eyes open and we have to keep our ears open and we have to be smart. One thing I always tell people you'll find, it's never the people that have made it in Hollywood that are a problem. It's the people that think they have or are trying to make a buck off the people that want to. There are a thousand ways to get into Hollywood, but don't be sucked in. There are, th- there are a ton of people that will tell you, come with me, I'll make you famous. That's wonderful. Who do you know? What do you do? Hollywood is very, very small. Everyone knows somebody, even by proxy. If I don't know someone, I could call Dev or I could call Sonia. It's a very, very small place. They could call me. There is always a way to check. Everybody knows everybody. That whole, you know, six degrees of separation thing, it's really only one or two in Hollywood. So be aware of that when you get in. I didn't want to be aware of the business. I really didn't. I just wanted to do the art. I didn't want to know the business, so I trusted. And that was a big mistake. And now I know my business. Now I read all my contracts before I left it to my agent, and now I read every word because you just have to. Yeah, I have a lawyer for that, you know, because, I mean, for someone to put a contract on a table for me and say, oh, I just need you to sign that, and then we'll be okay, and when they are, like, really pressuring you to sign it, like, can you just get that done? Like, you know, we'll come back for it in about an hour or so. Like, no, seriously. I said, I tell them, I, this is what you have to do, girls, guys, whatever. If somebody gives you a contract, even if you don't have a lawyer, say you have one. Well, I need yeah. my lawyer to look it over. And then you yeah. find someone that can actually tell you do what it. the contract is saying so that you understand mm-hmm. it. Because otherwise, I mean, I came across another situation summer where uh, there was an individual who wanted me to sign a contract, which basically... If, if you read the contract correctly, which I didn't, because I don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't freaking know what it says, but what was told to me after my lawyer read it over was, oh, this person's saying that they gave you your name, that they created Sonia Harley, and that your likeness and your brand belongs to them. And if you sign this contract, that would mean they own your brand. Did you know that? And I said, no, I didn't know that that's what was in there. That's pretty much what it had said. And in a roundabout way, you know? So... I'm, I'm, and these people I trusted, like I really did. But at the same token, I was always told, no, make sure you have someone look over your contract first. And it's a um, good thing that I did because they would have owned my, my brand. And I have like a, you know, I have, it, everything I do is under me. And so the, everything, mm-hmm. I would have had to get a completely different name. One thing I'm going to tell people, if you're union, your union will help. Most contracts are pretty cookie cutter. But your okay. union will help. If you are SAG, if you're AFTRA, if you're with the Writers Guild, if you're with the Producers Guild, if you're with the Directors Guild, you can go to them for legal help. They will help you go through these contracts. Most people, if you're just starting out, you're not going to be union. One thing I strongly, 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 strongly suggest, tag, uh, take a law class online. Alexis is poking me. It's not SAG, it's SAG-AFTRA. I apologize. Um, take a law class online, take a basic contract law class. Cause I can tell you the producers, the agents, the people you're working with have taken law classes. If you're not up for taking a law class, find a strong manager, find somebody with some kind of legal knowledge. 
Another trick I've seen used is you can go to law schools and people that are studying will sit down and help you because they need practice. And yeah, then they'll have their lawyers. professor. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Oh, retired lawyers. That's, I did that. I would go retired to lawyers? retired lawyers who were just happy to be able to use their knowledge. And that's it. So that. there is always a way. Never go wow. blind. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit now about the dirty side of getting into Hollywood. I've got some quotes here. Uh, it's commonly believed that Pamela Anderson slept her way to the top of Hollywood. I know her personally, and that happens to be very untrue. She has a, she has a joke, and she makes it often. She said, I didn't sleep my way to the top of Hollywood, and I didn't screw my way to get on set. I just screwed when I was on set. And it was never the guy that hired me. And I... <laughs> And I, I love Pam. I love her for it. She sells sex, and I have no problem with it. I think she's a wonderful human being. On the flip side, there is a, quite a well-known actress in the horror genre who has asked me not to use her name. She's a host on the horror channel. She's very, very well-known, and she happens to be a scream queen. There are five in existence. She happens to be a, an honest-to-God, died-in-the-wool scream queen. She did sleep her way to the top. And what was interesting is she said when she gave me this quote and when she told me about this, that if she wasn't afraid of the backlash, she would openly admit it. But she's afraid coming out and saying that she did this would cost her her job because people do it, they just don't like to talk about it. That's, that's a hard one for me. We've got two minutes until break, so I'm going to go through a few of these quotes and then when we come off, back after break, we're going to talk to the girls about this and see what everyone thinks. So that's my girl from the horror channel. I have another girl who slept her way to the top. She's a top model and she slept with both men and women. She slept her way to the top and she's very, very well known and very, very famous. And she said almost the same thing that my friend from the horror channel, whose name I almost said, (laughs) um, said. She said, I'd be happy to tell you exactly who I slept with and what I did. But I've slept with famous men, I've slept with famous women, I've slept with designers, and I have slept with producers and executives. I did it to get my foot in the door, and I did it to make my way to the top, and I'm not ashamed of it. Marilyn Monroe did it, why shouldn't I? She said, but I don't want anyone to know because I'm afraid. That's something I find very, very interesting, is I have people saying I've done this, Multiple people saying this is okay. We've talked about it on previous shows. We wanted to know why. The reason the girls did it is because it made sense at the time. They didn't mind doing it. And, hey, they liked having sex. And if they could get something out of it, why not? We're going to go to that, – that's really a quote. We're going to go to break. When we get back, we are going to talk about um, flattening your back for Hollywood and a whole bunch of things. I'm Sonna Helene. We're on with Sonia Harley and my co-host for today, Dev Ross. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be back in just a moment. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Hi guys, I'm Summer Helene. We are talking about what it takes to make it in Hollywood. In just a minute, we're going to talk about the casting couch and people that have screwed their way to the top, why they have, why they haven't, and everything else. First, I'm going to give a a shout-out right now to some of my personal sponsors, people that I love, and people that sponsored our television show not too long ago. Smashbox, Arrowhead Water, Off-Road Rentals, Panda Express, Auntie Annie's Pretzels, Nothing But Takes, Domino's Pizza, and Griggs Vacuums, because Alexis's grandfather owns it, and she puts it on the list every single week. So a quick shout out. Thank you guys very, very much for helping with Let's Dance USA. Thank you to my sponsors, the people that do my hair, the people that do my clothes, people that do all that fun stuff. You can get everything and everyone that dresses me when you jump online or jump on Facebook. Uh, Yeah, and I love Smashbox makeup. Oh, yes, we're giving away Smashbox makeup. Alexis is poking me to the left. If you want free makeup, jump on Facebook right in and say, give me free stuff and you can win a whole bunch of stuff. So we are talking about the casting couch. One thing I'm going to say before we get too far with it is I know a lot of girls that have done this. They did it because they thought everyone else was, and if they didn't, they'd fall behind. And I think that is a terrible trap for people to get in. Ladies, we talked a little bit before the break about some very, very famous girls and some mid-level ladies and gentlemen that have gotten into the industry this way. We're not going to say their name on air. Um, as a courtesy, because some of them are friends of mine, and some of them are listening. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk, yeah, just, just a shout out to those of you that know I'm talking about, yeah? Um, what do you guys think? We have about, we have literally like seven minutes left. What do you guys think about breaking into Hollywood on your back? Okay, well, well, I'll jump in. Um, I, I, I just think, I, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and just, weigh in on the judgmental side. I just, I know that I'm going to acknowledge that it works for some, and I'm going to say that I think for the rest of us, the, the young talent that's coming up, I think it sends an incredibly, it, it, it puts a, a bad onus on all artists, and it, and it sets an unfair advantage. And I think that 
if everyone says no and just says, you know, I'm going to get ahead based on my talent, then we would all be a lot better off. That's just what I think. I just think we all should. I think all artists should hold themselves to a certain moral standard to elevate who we are. And I think art is a God-given thing, and we should treat it that way. Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree. I think that, you know, when there's girls out there, guys out there that do that, they make it so much harder for the ones who don't do that because then you have producers and then you have um, directors and stuff saying, oh, well, you know, if you don't do it, then then I'll just get this person over here to do it. And at the end of the day, it's like relying on what talent that you have to get you through. And, I mean, there's some people out there that are single and maybe they find a, a casting director, you know, hot or whatever or, or a producer hot and they, they want to go that route or whatever. Then fine, go ahead, but don't, all the ones that do it just for the sake of getting ahead, it just makes it so much more difficult for the ones out there that are really going, doing what they love because of their talent and they want to be judged by that, not judged by, you know, how big your, how, how your boobs feel in my hand and can I touch your butt and all this stupid stuff, you know what I mean? Or like, there's some times where I know of some girls, well, they're, they'll go, they're not necessarily like sleeping with like producers or whatever, but they'll go to the studio and hang out and they'll, they'll wear like super, super skimpy stuff and just be like a fixture in the environment, you know? Well, I, I do like, have to say that's, that's actually very, very clever. Not the skimpy clothes part. Relationships are what get you ahead. If somebody's comfortable yeah. with you and knows you, they will hire you. The skimpy outfits, I'm not so hot on, but going and hanging out is a good idea. Selling sex, I do not that. necessarily. I out. Yeah. I agree. I know a lot of different producers, few, that are really cool, and I'll hang out with them, or they'll say, hey, there's this event, do you want to come, or whatever, and yeah, mm-hmm. and I always have, like, my momager there with me, and we hang out, and, and it, it, I learn from those situations, you know, but I have had some advances made towards me from other producers, and I let them know right away that that's just not my thing, you know, I'm not... I'm sorry, don't do that. I feel, you know, very offended by that. And either they'll say fine or they'll say, well, then, hey, I mean, there's other girls that would love to be here. And I say, well, okay, I guess you got to get those other girls because I'm here for my talent. I'm here for what I do. And if if you're going to be able to, you know, um, allow me to learn from you and and give me some advice or or push me forward in trying to achieve my goal, then great. But if not, I'm not going to just be here just to be like, you know, or I can't do that. And that, and that, <laughs> thing, and that makes you know? perfect sense. I've had producers, I've had directors, I've had executives try and get me in bed. I think the best example of that was when I was shooting a TV show. I had a man that was five foot tall and 300 pounds offer to sleep with me if I put him in a TV show. That was a little Wow. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> insulted there. I'm less insulted <laughs> when I have girls and guys. <laughs> that, that, that was just insulting at that point. But... Um, you, you do hear about that. I have, I know a lot of actors, a lot of producers, a lot of directors that have people offer to sleep with them. I myself have had actors and actresses try and sleep with me to get roles. Um, I think that we've created a precedent in old Hollywood that's followed us into new Hollywood. And I think that's something that, I think it's unfortunate that we've created the archetype that has forced um, everyone to consider whether they would or wouldn't versus it being a rarity that someone would ask. I mean, we've really created a society or a, within Hollywood 
that makes us sit there and go, would I do that or wouldn't I do that? Versus people doing what they please. Yeah. That's, that's and my opinion. And a lot opinion. of times people say, you don't know what you're going to do until you get put in that situation where you have that's to make the choice true. and it's staring you right in the face. You know what I mean? And so at that point, that's where I think, you know, the one thing that, that we haven't really talked about or hit on is that it's so important to have a team. You got to have people around you that, that love you and care about you that's as a, a great person. Point. Yep, it is. You know, you, you, you got to have a team, team and they'll watch out for you if you get a little weak at some well, point. When you're, hey. first starting, when you're first starting out, you don't have a team. And that's something I want to that's stress true. to people. Strong friends and strong family are what make the difference. It's easy, and I love you, Sonia, but it's easy to say have a good team. But when you're starting there by yourself and people don't have your mum, Dr. Frankie, your, your momager, yeah. to step in and defend them. My mum so right. stood in and stepped in from the time I got involved. But when people don't have that, they end up in a different position. I see it with yeah, the kid actors so right. I hire and everything else. Look at the Lindsay Lowens of the world. I know uh, yeah, we've got yeah, two yeah. minutes till we're off air. Uh, um, I, I know Dev, you know, I want to jump in. I, you know, I was speaking as if I was holier than thou. I've done two things in my early acting career that I would like to take back. <laughs> and what because are Because I was very young and I was very naked in those things that I did. And uh, one of these days I'll be on a talk show and somebody will bring up a picture of me stark naked uh, because I didn't have anyone to tell me. And at the time, I had people tell me that that was the only way. Now, I didn't sleep with anybody, but I sure did get naked. And it haunted me uh, that what happened after that haunted me for years, and I was only offered those kinds of parts when I considered myself a very serious artist. So I'm just saying is that, you know, those people who said, yeah, it works, it works, it works, so you sleep your way to the top. Uh, I got naked, which is one of the next things you do, and it did not work. In fact, it backfired. It hurt me, and, 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 and I was offered lesser roles because of it. Wow. See, that I, I just want to say it works both ways. It can, it can it's really true. Hurt the door you. swings both ways. Pam Anderson, a good example, sells off sex, and she, doesn't, she never had it to get where she is. So that's uh-huh. a very, very good point. Guys, we have one minute left. Um, I'm going to give you five seconds worth of good advice, and I'd love the girls too as well. Yes, they are right. Get a good team behind you. Dev, what would be your advice for somebody trying to kick their foot in the door? I would say stay true to yourself. Know your talent. Know where you want to go and get your good team around you to support you and keep you on track. All right. Sonia, 10 seconds. Um, uh, just know who you are. If you, if you know who you are and what you want in life, God, the, the universe will take care of the rest. And go with what you feel in your heart. If it doesn't feel right, just don't do it. And in that process, all the people that should come along to help and guide you, you know, there's a lot of people out here that they're out here by themselves, like you said. So just let the universe guide you and go after your dream that you feel. That's, that's a big one. Follow your dream. Dev, thank you very much for co-hosting with me. Sonia, thank you for being on the show. Guys, this is Behind the Scenes. Here's my last little bit of advice. Yes, you need a good team. Yes, you need to find a way to get in that door more than anything else. One thing Alexa said at the beginning of the show, and I'm going to follow it up here, find someone to springboard off of. Find friends, find mentors, find people that are in the industry, and they will help you along because all of those bad experiences they've had, they will help you avoid. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. Don't screw your way to the top. There are other avenues. 
Thank you again, Dev Ross, for being on the show. Sonia Harley for being on the show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.